I'm on the track. You know how we do it, man. Oh, boy, CHP, see the phenol. Hey, you. Jermaine, thanks for being a part of the show. New weekend, new places, new things to do, new things to see. A lot of busy, busy weekend in combat sports, Bellator and UFC uh, going head-to-head for the third or fourth time, and this time the UFC is going to bite the last three or four times. Um, 
they're gonna win. They're gonna win the ratings war, and they're gonna make more money. But anyway, but anyway, hope everybody great weekend. Um, before we get started, before I even jump into the devotional, I want to uh, give a special shout out to to a contributor to the show, um, good friend of mine. I've talked to her, talked to her off the air as well um, a number of times. Miss Audrey Gunther. Uh, yesterday she graduated uh, with her degree from the University of West Virginia. So big shout out to Audrey um, for for the accomplishment. Uh, Go ahead and enjoy your, go ahead and enjoy your, your summer, and uh, come on back because I know you're going to graduate school at West Virginia as well. So, um, so big congratulations to her. Also, uh, special prayers go out to my man Connor Cassidy. Um, if you haven't, if you don't know, if you don't follow him or or uh, or or a friend of him um, on on Facebook or Twitter. Um, he's going through some through some things right now uh, in regards to his voice. So um, just a shout out to my man Connor Cassidy. Uh, keep your head up, baby boy. And uh, we'll be playing some your music later on today. But um, let's let's jump right into this daily devotional. Um, this one this one is a really really good one. It's uh, from Ephesians chapter three. 14 and 19. For this reasons I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives his name, his name, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through the, his spirit in the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, and to know the love of Christ which, which surpasses knowledge, that you may build up to the fullness of God. Scripture says that God loves us and the cross proves it. Sadly, though, this is, an only, this is only an intellectual truth for many believers rather than an experiential one. The problem is not with the Lord, but the individual's capacity to sense his care. One hindrance may be the tendency to, to measure divine love by life circumstances. When the Heavenly Father allows tragedies and pain, some consider him uncaring. The age-old questions become very personal. How could a loving God allow me or those that I care about to suffer? We'll never fully understand his ways, but we can know that his compassion and concern are bigger than the suffering of the whole world. In the fullness, in the fullness of time, he will make all things right. A sense of personal unworthiness can also obstruct the acceptance of God's love. Focusing on past sins and moral failures and comparing yourself with others will lead, will lead to guilt and hopelessness. Satan specializes in promoting these self-condemning thoughts and feelings in the heart. The Lord never says straighten up. And then I'll care about you. Remember that divine love is based on God's character, not on our performance. Unbelief is the root of all barriers to experiencing God's love. When we deny his interest and concern for us, we doubt the truth of scripture. That's a good point. The Lord wants each of us to experience his great love in a personal and intimate way. 
Don't let the enemy's lies or hardships steal the enjoyment and security of this blessing. When doubts arise, rely on the truth of God's word. He loves you. Believe it. You will eventually you'll feel it. Let me let me repeat that last let me repeat that last that last statement again. The Lord wants each of us to understand his great love. His love in a personal, intimate way. Don't let the enemy's lies of life's hardships steal you on, steal the enjoyment and security of this great blessing. When doubts arise, rely on the truth of God's word. He loves you. Believe it, and eventually you'll feel it. This was personal to me, and I was kind of feeling this way. Now, here it is. Two years later, almost, and I'm finally getting it. Finally. Hey, Lord works in mysterious ways, and obviously he works for me. So, maybe some of y'all need to take heed to that. But, we're going to take a quick session break. We're going to be right back, and I'll tell you, man. This weekend, like I said, this weekend is just packed full of great entertainment, great great stuff going on. So stay tuned.
Yeah, that was my man. That's my man, Torrance Rudd. Yeah, check him out uh, online, Torrance Rudd, Rudd Fitness. Um, you can always check him out at the, at the Valley Sports Place. If you live in the Valley area, uh, in the Valley, Alabama area, you can check him out. He'll put you through the workouts. <laughs> He'll put you through it, dude. I, I know this firsthand. Well, not really because, you know, I'm still kind of chunky. But still, you know, enough about me. Uh, welcome back into the Press Box and the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine. Thanks for being a part of the show. And let's just jump right into it, man. Last weekend was a great weekend for boxing as a whole. We got to see some, some fights unlike any other. Um, Canelo, Canelo Alvarez, Amir Khan lived up to the hype. But, man... <laughs> I, I I've seen guys go to sleep, and I've seen guys go to sleep, and I watched this I watched this I watched this fight last week, and I, I, all I can say is this: from round one to round six, this is a pretty even matchup. Pretty even matchup. I mean, Canelo was winning the fight, but Canelo was also getting outboxed. He was getting tagged. And and what made that so awesome was the fact that the shot that he hit that he hit Khan with was just out of, it was shot out of a rocket ship or something. Because when he hit him I when he hit him I knew he was gone. I knew he was gone. And He he was out. And Kenny Bayless did not even count. And they opened up T-Mobile Arena with a bang. I mean, that was a great card from top to bottom. All all three of the pay-per-view fights were great fights. And the Khan, Amir Khan, stepping up in weight. You know, to fight at to fight at at what should have been 160. They actually met at a at a. At a weight of one fifty five. This is this is big time. Because with this win here, Canelo has set himself up for a fight with with arguably probably the best pound for pound fighter that's not named Chocolatito and not named 
Canelo, not named <laughs> not named Andre Ward, not named um <laughs> Sergey Kovalev. I mean, these are two pound for pound of the greatest fighters in the world, Triple G and and Canelo. Shout out to the w, WBA for not making for not making uh Triple G fight his <laughs> to fight his next mandatory. I mean that that's a big time thing. Now the negotiations can get started. Both of these guys are HBO fighters. So either you're gonna see this card in, on HBO in November or you're gonna see this card on pay per view in December. Um me personally, this would be much, much better if it was on HBO than it would be on pay per view. Because this fight could this fight could easily become the fight of the year. And we could possibly see a Canelo Alvarez go up to 160. I think his body can handle the the weight going up to 160. I think he'd even be more powerful at 160 than he would be at 54 or any or anywhere else. This, this is this is why I say this. Amir Khan is a 147 fighter. He got knocked out with a guy with heavy hands that's naturally heavier, that's a natural 154 fighter, and he's 26 years old. So when you look at it from that standpoint, Amir Khan stepping up to 160, but fighting five times less than the 160 limit, He's not he's not a middleweight by any means. I think he'll peak out at fifty four. I think fifty four is a good weight for him. He looked good at fifty four. But anything higher than that, I don't think he can handle the punching power that the middleweights have at all. I don't even I, I mean, I can see him at one forty seven still dominating. I can see him at fifty four still dominating. You know, even though he lost by knockout He's still a viable fighter at 47 and 54. I mean, let's look at this. He's got two controversial losses against Lamont Peterson. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, two controversial losses. Um, not to Peterson, I'm sorry, but to Bundridge. And then, uh, and then <laughs> you look at look at other fights that are about to happen. Keep Thurman, Porter, Thurman and Porter. <laughs> I mean, Thurman and Porter is about to be is about to happen. You know, we're not sure of what Deontay Wilder and, and the Wilder Pervetkin fight is going to happen or not. Hasn't been decided yet whether 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 or not Deontay Wilder will defend the championship. Or will it just be a 10-round fight? That's yet to be seen as of yet. Now, with that situation, that fight's next week. That fight's in, in Russia next week. With with that, with this development, and Povetkin got busted with the same with the same drug that Maria Sharapova got, got busted with. So, this this tells me that this that whatever they're using this is not just something that's this is an epidemic uh per se. I mean 
we're we're starting to see this this drug, and I cannot remember what it's called. I think it's melodonium or whatever it's called. But we're starting to see this rear his head, and we're starting to see more and more people who use this as a way of circumventing using actual drugs. Kind of crazy, but this is what they're doing right now, you know. And do I like it? No. Do do I do I care for it? No. But I do want to see. I do want to see Deontay Wilder fight. I think he needs the rounds because he's got a looming fight against Anthony Joshua. Whether he knows it or whether anybody else knows it, the IBF and the WBC, they both know it, and they're not going to step in, even though, even though they both have. If if Deontay Wilder gets past this, he does have a mandatory, and that mandatory is against Charles Martin. A guy who just got beat by Anthony Joshua by knockout. So let's look at this in some perspective here. If this world title fight happens, which looking more and more like it may happen, looking more and more like it could be a, it could be just a a ten round fight. Um, we don't know this just yet. Uh, we will know at the we'll know at the you know at the beginning of the week with the WBC what they what they decide to do. Now we look at this fight. We look at other possible fights. We know that Andre Ward is looking for some big fights. Andre Ward is going to fight at 175. We know that Andre Ward wants a piece of the 175 championship. But he wants to fight Sergey Kovalev. He wants to fight Adonis Stevenson. Who are the two title holders. It's going to be hard for him to fight Adonis Stevenson. Simply because Adonis Stevenson is contracted with Showtime. Kovalev, on the other hand is contracted with HBO. So this is going to make this fight a whole lot better. This is this is what we're talking about here. And I know that I know that HBO is wanting to put together a super a super triple header in November around around uh Thanksgiving. Here's the thing with that. Andre Ward wants to fight on that card. He wants to fight Kovalev. Kovalev has a mandatory, has a mandatory between here and there. Now, will the IBF or the WB or the WBA actually? I'm sorry, the WBC. Will they allow those two mandatory fighters? They allow those mandatories to be swept to the side for Andre Ward. All sides point to yes, and I tell you why. Because they want this card to be very lucrative, not only for Kovalev but for Andre Ward as well. So this is why they're trying to make a big card in November. 
You had the possibility of having Canelo, Canelo, and Triple G on the same card. That's box office. You have an opportunity to to get a guy like Chocolate to get a boxer like Chocolatito on that card, which is box office. Possibly a unification match, or possibly him going up to one one fifteen and fighting. Fighting the 115 champion, which would be a blockbuster. So, I mean, you, you've got so many different options from here to November with fighters. With the three big with the three biggest fights that you want to see. You know you want to see Triple G, you know you want to see you know you want to see Triple G and Canelo. You know you want to see Andre Ward, Sergey Kovalev. Showtime's got Showtime's got 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 every got every heavyweight got most of all the heavyweights. You look at what Showtime has. They've got Anthony Joshua. They've got they've got Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder gets past his past his his objective, which is preventing whether it's a title fight or whether it's not a title fight. All signs are pointing to whether Anthony Joshua is going to fight, going to fight Deontay Wilder, or whether Tyson Fury is going to step in and fight. We all know that David Hay wants to fight Anthony Joshua. I mean, this, this is this, there's so many different scenarios here in the next few months. July 9 is going to be a big month for heavyweight boxing. I know we're talking into the future about boxing, but this is this is where this is coming to because. Boxing itself, if we're looking at this in a perspective that we're looking at this in, this is a lucrative month for boxing. This is where boxing can get itself back on the map. I mean, with the Keith Thurman Porter fight, with the Thurman Porter fight coming up in the, in the next couple of weeks, the Darrell fights that happened last week that had pretty good ratings on Spike, and then you have other you have other big time matchups. That, that a lot of people are looking forward to seeing. Terrence <laughs> uh, Crawford uh, is going to fight. He's going to fight his first pay-per-view fight. He's going to step to the big time. I mean, at 140. I mean, you have the possibility of getting together a, 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 a Carl Frampton and a Quig rematch or Frampton and, and Santa Cruz. At 1.30, I mean, there's so many fights that you can see right now that's going to happen that a lot of people aren't talking about because a lot of people aren't in the boxing. I mean, I've been in the boxing. I've been in, I've been in the combat sports for a very long time. And this is like taking me back to the heyday when I used to watch boxing all the time. When I was watching the super middleweights at the time with Roy Jones, Nigel Ben. A young Joe Calzaghe, uh, Steve Collins, Chris Eubank, James Tony, Michael Nunn, Frankie Lyles, I mean Gerald McClellan. This is this is what this is reminding me of, and it's spread all over the place, from flyweight to heavyweight. I mean, you got great fighters across the board, and this is just very exciting to see. Very exciting to see. I'm ready to, and I'm ready to see it. But again, American Canelo, 
just it makes you wonder. This fight was was a re- really big fight from from Mir Khan because this was this was supposedly his coming out party, just like just like his fight was when he came to DC, and the rumor was if he would have won that fight, he would have got the fight against um against Floyd Mayweather. We all know what happened in that fight. We all know what happened with the judge in that fight. We know they fought a second time, and in the same venue, and and this time, you know, it came out a little bit different. I mean, I, I you know, I don't know the whole story behind it, but I remember watching both of those fights, and I remember watching Amir Khan get robbed in the first fight, and then he just totally ransacked the second fight. So, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what else to say about that, but you know, you look at and then. There's guys. I mean, there's so many different. There's so many different things that could happen right now in in the world of boxing, and and it makes me excited to see boxing come back, come back to the forefront. Now, now we talk about we've talked about you know the boxing and things like that, but want to give a special shout out to those Auburn Tigers. The Auburn Tiger softball team, uh, ranked number eight in the country, um, played two games yesterday, um, winning both, um, getting themselves uh, into the SEC championship game, um, softball championship game against against LSU later on tonight. You'll be able to see that game uh, at four at four p.m. on SEC Network. So, and that's from Starkville. So. If you guys want to make that that five hour that four hour drive to start real from from Auburn, be my guest. I mean, I wish I could do it with you. Um, this is this is a big time matchup um, for so many different reasons. Um, you can you can look at a possible national seed for for Auburn, um, one of the eight seeded teams. Which means that if they get through their regional, they'll they'll be able to possibly host a super regional in Auburn. So we look at we look at that we look at this, and this is a big matchup for for the Auburn Tigers. It's also a big matchup for Clint Myers because I think he I think he is looking to submit submit. His legacy at at Auburn. I mean, he's already done it. He's already done it at at, at uh, Arizona State. Now he's trying to do it in the SEC. And what better what better venue to do it at than what better place to do it at than do it at Auburn? So this is a big big shout out to to Clint Myers and his and his crew. Um, also also to that team. That team is just that team's a special team, and I can't wait. I can't wait to see this game later on. Um, also, watching the German Bundesliga right now, and even though Bayern Munich won the won the championship again for the fourth year running, we're looking at other things that could happen. I mean, Hanover's down in the Bundesliga. Um, Excuse me, Hanover's down. 
So we're looking at Hanover being down. We're looking at at Stuttgart possibly being down. They're down two nil at at the break um, in round thirty four, which is the last round of the Bundesliga play this season. Um, also, you know, head to head, head to head matchups um, right now are looking very very bleak um, in a sense because. Um, I'm, I'm, my mind's on blank right now. Werder Bremen is is a uh, is facing uh, Eintracht Frankfurt, and the winner of that match stays up. The other the other one, the winner of that match stays up. The loser of that match goes into the relegation playoff against the third place team from from Bundesliga two, and um, just really really excited to see. Freiburg back up in the Bundesliga next season, and Leipzig finally making it up to the big time. Um, you know, twelve years ago that team was was languishing in the regional leagues in in Germany. Now that they're now they're up, and they're up in a big time way, and they, they finished second in the Bundesliga, which means automatic promotion. Um, so, big shout outs to to those two to those two clubs. Um, championship Saturday, championship Saturday, and Sunday in um, in um, in England, the Premier League, Leicester City. Um, they got to celebrate and they got their hands on the Premier League trophy last week um, in their three-one win over Everton. Um, so that I mean, uh, the top four is, is all but wrapped up. Um, Tottenham will finish second. Uh, Arsenal probably finished. Arsenal will finish third, and it's still in the air right now for fourth place. But um, all all that Man, that, uh, Man City has to do is, is just get a draw, get some sort of result, and they'll be fourth. They'll be fourth, and and um, Man United will miss out on Champions League, but they will they will get a Europa League spot next season, and. Um, They'll finish fifth, but at the same time, I mean, this is this is overall a pretty good year for Man United. They've still got to find some things to go on to go along with what they bought next year. Um, been been told and been been reading that they've gotten they've going to get a three hundred million dollar kitty to get some to get some some big name players. Um, but the one thing that Man United needs to do is don't. Stop relying on the youth system because the youth system has gotten you through, gotten you through, and won you a lot of championships. And uh, and the one of the most successful groups is that that class of '92. You know that that featured David Beckham, that featured Paul Scholes, that featured, uh, featured Paul Scholes, David Beckham, Nicky Butt, the Neville brothers. Um, <laughs> um, Robbie Savage, who who moved on to play at various other clubs and and did the, did the thing, notably Leicester City, and they when they won the League Cup. So, um, so I mean that's a very successful team. I mean, 
there's even one player in Ryan Giggs who has more championships than Arsenal than that has just as many Premier League championships as Arsenal does league championships over 138 years. He did it over 21 years, in over 20 years. So that 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 tells you something about the success of Man United in the last in the last 15 to 20 years. So that being said, I mean we we've got some like I said. We've got some big time, some big time things going on right now, and and one of the other one of the other things that that we have going on, you know, the UFC is, is tonight. Uh, UFC is tonight, Bellator is tonight. We'll get into that in just a few moments, but but again, I mean, more Auburn news. Auburn Tiger women's tennis team is is in the NCAA tournament and. Um, they'll be facing this. Uh, they're looking at a at a shot to possibly make it to to the finals. Uh, should they win today? So we're looking at that. They'll be they'll be in the final twelve, and uh, so we're really excited to see that see that happen. And um, with that, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick station break. We'll be right back. We'll come back, talk some UFC, talk some talk some UFC, talk Bellator, and talk about why Bellator is failing right now. So, <laughs> so y'all listen to my man Q6. That nigga talk to you. I just want to talk to you. Girl, let me talk to you. I just want to talk to you. I just want to talk to you. Baby looking good, rockin' red bottom Pussy so good, get your heart problems Flyin' state to state, she ain't nothin' like a bitch She in love with me, got sip and lean out the picture I'm fuckin' good, leave the lights on My love, do you ever dream of making love to a rich nigga? I'm still right, this for sex picture Blame it on the liquor, girl, I gotta lick it you either land with me or you playing with me. In other words, baby, are you fucking with me? I just wanna know if you fucking with me. Let nigga know, cause I really feel you. Got me Amazon, girl, what's up with you? I just wanna talk to you, girl, about the future. I put water in my chain, I'm way, way cooler. I'ma get you hot in the black she ain't never seen. Pull up in the shit she ain't never seen. I just wanna talk to you, girl, let me talk to you. Nothing like a little baby girl, let me talk to you. Baby girl, let me talk to you. Baby girl, let me talk to you. I just wanna talk to you. I just wanna talk to you. Phone on the wall with me. Phone on the wall with me. I never fought with none of these lanes. Y'all nigga really get it. Y'all nigga really get it. G5 to the west side. Oh, I got a nigga high. Got a nigga high. I'm you see the sky. You really ain't dabbing cause I'm high. I just wanna talk to you, girl, about the future. I put water in my chain, now I'm way, way cooler. I'ma get you high than the planet you ain't never seen. Pull up in the shit you ain't never seen. I just wanna talk to you. Nothing like a lead, baby girl, let me talk to you. Smoking on some shit from the west side. I'ma get you high than the east side. Bullin' with the niggas on the right side. I'm the type of nigga that'll keep right. Pull up at the red light. I'ma drop the top of the hair right. She ain't nothing like no mother bitch. She fell in love with a real nigga. All the dribble got me fucking with her. Baby girl, no, I'm fine. I wanna talk to you, girl, about the future. I put water in my chain, now I'm way, way cooler. I'ma get you high than the planet she never seen. Pull up in the seat she never seen. I just wanna talk to you, girl, let me talk to you. Nothing like the last baby girl, let me talk to you. Baby girl, let me talk to you. Baby girl, 
Tax fuck nigga, I don't play with him. No teams, but I'm going back and forth with him. Rent, 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 Big bank road, that's my ID. Yeah. Pull up, pull up like <laughs> Throwing gang signs, hang them in the earth. <laughs> Going down, down, baby, I'm a lunatic. Need a mileage to speak them on some other shit. Robin, give a bad bitch, wanna fuck with me. Rap niggas like Dyke, can't fuck. I feel like Mike Tyson. All these records are biting. I got niggas in the system boxed in, but they fighting. Mike Floyd, Mike Jackson, nah, but Tyson. I be running through that dick, acting like Mike Tyson. Keeping cut the lights out, bitches still see my brightness. Call my hoe so excited You can call her what you want She buy that ticket She like it Feel like Mike Tyson I'm to call me a liar Frame, frame. Low limit what the frame brings. Low limit what the frame brings. 
green. We up late again, flying on the same thing. Low limit, what the flame brings. We up late as hell, flying on the same thing. Flying on the same. Flying on the same, on the same thing. Flying on the same, flying on the same, flying on the same thing. Flying on the same, flying on the same, flying on the same thing. A low limit with the frame brains. A low limit with the frame brains. Yeah, a low limit with the frame brains. Uh, applying on the same. About to get a choir in here. Plotting on the same things. We just plotting on the same things. Yeah. Plotting on the same things. We up late as hell. Plotting on the same things. Trotting on the same things, trotting on the quest to with a guess, that's what the fame brings. Come and be my guest, you can get flame, man. Let me get my dragon out the den. Let me maintain the flow as I craft it with my pet. I'm a master with the rap and can't be matched by many men. Cause I passed you when I traveled down the path you've never been. Staying active with this passion, try stack up for the gen. Try snatch up for the cabbage, silly rabbit with a spin. I'm a savage, call me Ben. Sending rappers turn to dirty bastards when I have to dip. Instrumentals can get ripped. Shooting lyrics off my mental, make you rap. Get the memo like I'm deadly with the clips That's a semi-automatic, you can bet we bring the havoc Know the barrel, let them have it Just be sure to leave your address I'm addressing all the rappers playing dress up You in the wrong sector, thought I'd tell you The rap game is not a pageant, it's tragic Since a young and been busting bum to get out the gutter Avoiding trouble and now I'm buzzing due to this hunger I'm busting bubbles, waking brothers up from slumbers Now I'm no longer the underdog, I'm heating up this summer No more dreaming, only action Me my team gon' make it happen We just scheming, strategizing why you guys are steady napping, treasure my presence like pirate chess. I'm spitting crack, release the cracking. Kyle moving back, and so I hope you rappers started packing. Hey. Getting evicted, and even claws know that the boys' bars are gifted. We making noise, neighbors might call the boys, they tripping. Might leave a sticky note with a message, you just missed the tape. We've been working hard, people never stop that hating. Only seem to quiet down when Kyle finally elevating. Early flights and elevators take me to my destination. 17 and getting green, but we ain't even met the fame yet. Bet, bet. It's too much money here. I mean, nobody should be hitting lotto for 36 million and we got people starving in the streets. That is not idealistic. That's just real. That is just stupid. There's no way Michael Jackson should have, or whoever Jackson, should have a million thousand, drupal billion dollars and then there's people starving. There's no way. There's no way that these people should own planes and their people don't have houses, apartments, shacks, drawers, pants. I know you're rich. I know you got $40 billion, but can you just keep it to one house? You only need one house. And if you only got two kids, can you just keep it to two rooms? I mean, why well, have 52 rooms and you know there's somebody with no room? It just don't make sense to me. It don't. Welcome back into the Press Box and the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine. Thanks for being a part of the show. And let's just jump right into it, man. You ever see 198, Bellator 154, all at the same time. Now, I was really, really excited for this card, for the Bellator card, because of two reasons. Got to see Josh Thompson and Michael Chandler when probably would probably be one of the fights of the year. But Josh Thompson pulled out. He pulled out with the, with the injury. Um, so that leaves 
<laughs> that left Michael Chandler with nobody, so he, he they pulled him off the card. You have other, you have other, and then the main event of this card is a chemo, uh, the chemo Phil Davis matchup. I like this matchup on paper, but actually seeing it live. I think the matchup's actually going to be pretty awful. I mean, in, in a sense. It, 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 okay, hear, hear me out. I'm looking at this card because of what... I'm looking at the Bellator card, and I'm thinking... You hear the crickets, right? Okay, so I'm sitting thinking about this... I'm sitting thinking about this card, and I'm like, "Well, you've kind of lost two of the two of your biggest fighters." And then Sergey Karatonov pulled out, um, which I you know again, I thought this was going to be a great fight. Josh Thompson had to had to pull out. I mean, and then what makes it what compounded that was the fact that. A fighter that was supposed to be on this card actually died. <laughs> actually died. Uh, Jordan Parsons. He he was going to be on this card uh, to fight Adam Adam Piccolotti, and that that that's not going to happen now. Well, I mean for obvious reasons. I mean I don't mean to sound insensitive or nothing, but for obvious reasons, we look at. We look at this this card, and I'm just thinking, maybe they should have done what they did with the other card, and just pretty much cancel the whole card. But this was a this was the golden opportunity for Bellator to to submit itself as having a great card. Now you have. Now you have, for lack of a better word, you have really no card to go on, for real. I mean, the chemo, like I said, the chemo fight would have been would would be great in theory. The chemo has no ten. Phil Davis will choke him out or knock him out, one of the two. I mean, Kimo's not that great of a fighter. He's not even that great. He's not even that great. He's not even that great. Period. I mean, he's a wrestler who's learning, and you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I mean, just just putting that out there, you know, just putting that out there a little bit there, but. Bellator going going against the UFC and uh, talk about this UFC card. <laughs> I'm looking at this UFC card and I'm thinking top to bottom this is this is a stack card. This is a stadium card for for one. <laughs> you lose one fighter off this card. Uh 
he's one fighter off this card, which is which is Anderson Silva. Um, and, and it's it's rather unfortunate um, for Anderson Silva. He had an emergency surgery um, this past week, um, where he got cholecystitis, which is <laughs> which is uh, uh he had to have his gallbladder removed. Um, basically, what it is uh, is a uh, inflammation of the gallbladder with gallstones, and it gives you immense pain. Uh, similar to what similar to what to what a independence would, would feel like. It's basically what it is. And and Anderson Silver had to have his gallbladder removed. So um he's he's out of the, he's out of this matchup. I mean Anderson Silver at forty one years old, I mean he's already spent the year away from from everything due to injury, he's already spent away a year away due to suspension. Now this this is probably something that's going to be a quick fix. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Uriah Hall and <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Uriah Hall and um, Anderson Silva on another card, but this card. Even with even with Anderson Silva off this card, this card is probably this is a stack card from top to bottom. I mean, got some of the top, got some of the top Brazilian fighters fighting on this card. And one of the fights that that I'm very very I'm so excited for this fight. I'm so excited for this fight for obvious reasons because. Now you get to see Christian Cyborg finally in the UFC fold. Ronda Rousey can't run away from her now. She's been talking about, you no, know, she has to come down to 35. She has to come down to 35. Cyborg weighed in at 136 for this fight, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was 136, 137, something like that, for this fight. So we know that she can get down to 35. Here's a question that I have for everybody. You have a woman like you put her up against a woman like Leslie Smith, and if you remember Leslie Smith, pretty if you remember Leslie Smith, you remember the exploding cauliflower ear, where her ear was literally hanging off her head, and they stopped the fight. She wanted to keep fighting. This tells me something right here that the UFC is not going to play the radio with Cyborg. They're going to put her. They're going to put her in with some of the best fighters in the world right off the bat. And I can see her. She gets past she gets past Leslie Smith. Sarah McMahon's on that list. Um, I mean, you have a possibility of Liz Carmouche. Liz Carmouche, Cyborg, Ronda Rousey, Cyborg, Holly Holm, Cyborg. I'm getting, at, I'm getting all giddy about this because of what of what the possibilities of this woman coming into the UFC, what would this do to the UFC and the women's 135-pound division? This puts everything 
on the table for 135 women in the UFC, period, point blank. Let's, let's think about what I'm saying here. With all the possibilities that you have here, and then the possibility of a Ronda Rousey cyborg matchup as early as the December card or something as early as November getting her into a championship matchup against against Misha Tate. Should Misha Tate get past her past her title defense at two oh two is it I think it's two oh two, if I'm not mistaken. So we're looking down the road at what could happen with with Cyborg and what she's doing to the to the class. This card is a stat card. Let's I'm top to bottom from the from from the fight pass preliminaries with Little Nog and Patrick Cummings, Sergio Marias and Luan Chagas, Renato Moisiano, who's a big time she's a big time jujitsu fighter who who comes out of that, that Nova Junal camp. I mean, you look at look at other fighters on this card. John Lineker, John Lineker, Rob Funt is going to be a great card. That's on the preliminary card. Thiago Santos, Nate Marquardt is a big time matchup at middleweight. Damian Maya, Matt Brown, that's a top ten welterweight matchup. Where Damian Maya, if he wins, he gets he he wins, he puts himself in the title contention. I mean. We look at some and at welterweight. This is this is a big time welterweight fight between David and Damian Maya and, and and Matt Brown. Matt Brown's the number eight contender in in, in the division. Damian Maya is number three. Number two and number one fight each other really soon on a on a on a Fox card. Uh, Wonder Boy, Wonder Boy fights Roy McDonald. Do we realize what kind of blockbuster card this this would be? <laughs> that 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 that's going to be that's pay per view that's a pay per view quality fight in itself. Roy McDonald, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. I mean, let's look at what we have here. I mean, Tyron Woodley is going to fight. Um, Tyron Woodley is going to fight. Uh, Robbie Lawler at 201 at UFC 201. 201 is probably more stacked than 198, 199, and 200 altogether. Because there's there's going to be some big time matchups on that fight is on the, in that card as well. Conor McGregor may may put up his 145 championship, um, and then the two fighters may fight for the interim championship. <laughs> you know, at 200. Conor McGregor is coming to fight at 201, rumored, but we don't we don't know that just yet. Looking at these fights, Worley Alvarez and and Brian Barberina, that's another great fight. Shogun and Corey Anderson, another great fight. Of course, we've already talked about about Christian Cyborg and Leslie Smith. We know that fight's going to happen. Jacare, a guy. Who is a number one contender at middleweight? Wants that middleweight championship so bad, he's willing to put up his his number one contendership against a guy like Vitor Belfort, who is a legend of the sport, a guy who's been in the sport as long as I've been in the sport, a guy who's fought 
has fought as far back as UFC 1. He's fought as heavy as heavyweight. Now he's a middleweight. <laughs> I mean, Jacare Vitor. I don't need to say anything more about this card. About that fight. Because you know what you're going to get from Vitor. You know you're going to get quick hands. You know you're going to get get some takes into the ground. There's going to be some great jujitsu. Jacare is a jiu-jitsu super freak. I mean, you've got jiu-jitsu super freaks all over this card. You have guys who are who are willing to fight anybody. Shogun, we already know what Shogun can do. We already seen what Shogun can do. Is this a past his prime Shogun? Yeah, probably. I mean, he's been through some absolute just wars. I mean, look at this one. He's been through some wars. You look at look at Jacare, former Strike Force heavyweight champion, former former um, I mean Strike Force heavyweight champion. I mean, this is a guy who can put it together, and I'm so excited to see him fight Vitor Belfort because. There's no way that Rocco or Wyman can can even think about <laughs> can't even think about looking past Jacare if he wins over Vitor Belfort. There's no way, no way that that would happen. And then we look at the championship match. Steve Miocic, Fabrizio Redoum. Fritzy Verdun was supposed to fight um, Cain Velasquez back back at the original UFC 196, which became a free card on Spike, which became pay-per-view quality card on Spike, where the co-main event of that card, which would have been the co-main event on the pay-per-view card, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson and and um, and Big Rig. I mean that that you know this was a big this was a big time card it was a pay per view quality card. Now we look at Patricia Verdum. He pulled out of the fight because he didn't feel comfortable fighting Sipe Miocic when he knew he had injuries of his own, which is understandable, very understandable. But Sipe Miocic, Patricia Verdum. Is probably one of the. Uh, it's a it's an intriguing fight, and I and I tell you why it's an intriguing fight to me. And, I, and I'm gonna break this down to you. Stipe Miocic is one of those guys who who can pretty much fight anybody at any given time. Um, what Stipe does that's so that's so rare nowadays. Is that he's a guy who can stand up with anybody. He's a guy who he's a guy who's got a heavy chin, those heavy punches, those heavy kicks. Um, well versed in submissions, but he's not as versed in submissions as Fabricio Verdum is. Then you look at Fabricio Verdum. He's a, again, we talk about guys who are Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu super, you know, super freaks is what I call them. Fabricio Verdum is one of those guys. 
if you I mean you look at you look at the resume that Fabricio Verdum has. He submitted <laughs> he submitted one of the greatest fighters in all of in all of MMA. Fedor um, Emelianenko. He knocked out he knocked out Bigfoot. He beat I mean he pretty much beat Cain Velasquez to death in their title fight in the title fight. Um I mean he, let's go down the list here of, of people he's fought and people he's beaten. I mean for Richard Verdun for me is one of those guys who who is just I mean He's just um, he's an amazing fighter if you think about it. I mean you I mean you 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 beat Cain Velasquez, you you choke him to death. Mark Hunt you you pretty much knock out. Travis Brown you you just absolutely just destroyed him for five rounds. You you beat you beat Big Nog by submission. You beat Russo by submission. You win over Roy Nelson. Then, I mean, you lose to Al Silverine. You beat Fedor Milenko. You beat Bigfoot, Mike Kyle. You lose to Junior Dos Santos. I mean, go on and on and on. I mean, we can go all the way back, man. I mean, the guys that he's fought and lost to. He's lost to, he's lost to Alexander Milenko. You beat Alexander Milenko. The brother of Fedor, he's beat. He, he's lost to Andre Lasky. He's lost to Junior Dos Santos. He's lost to Alex Overeem. That was his last. That was his last loss. Was to Alex Overeem. He's reeled off six straight fights. I mean, six straight fights, and now he's fighting a guy. Now he's fighting a guy like Steve Miocic, who was who was just as good. A fighter and a wrestler, as he is anything, and that's what makes this so freaking scary with this fight. So it makes this fight so. That's what makes this fight so intriguing to me, is because you know what you're gonna get from Yochis. He's gonna give you high volume. He's gonna give you action. He's a, he. I mean, he reminds you so much of. He reminds me so much of of Cain Velasquez, is that this is what this this is what he reminds me of. He reminds me of, of Cain Velasquez. I mean, he only has two losses on his on his record. I mean, he lost to Stephen Shrewd. I mean, he got caught he got caught with with a good left hand and and, and he got himself put out. I mean, he reeled off reeled off fight after fight after fight after that three straight fights. I mean, he. He beat Roy Nelson to death. He, I mean, he he pretty much outworked Roy Nelson. He got hit with a right hand that was so hard from Roy Nelson. I thought he, I thought any other man would probably go to sleep, but he didn't. Gabriel Gonzaga. I mean, what what can you say about Gabriel Gonzaga that hadn't been said about him before? He got a fluke win over, got a fluke win over, over um. Um, Crocop. I mean, with a head kick. Yeah, fluke win over Crocop with a, with a head kick. Fabio Maldonado. I mean, this is a guy. I mean, you you fought a guy like Fabio Maldonado, who's fought anybody. Who who will fight anybody? It doesn't care who it is. He will fight anybody. 
lost to Junior Dos Santos by a unanimous decision that could have went either way to me. I mean, when you look at it, Mark Hunt, he Mark Hunt, he, he punched him out. Andre Lossi, he put the – I mean, so – we're looking at we're looking at some at some great great fighters right here, and that that both Verdum and and Stipe have fought. And no matter how you look at no matter how you look at at the UFC and how you look at Bellator, Bellator has a garbage card tonight because of the things that they've lost. You know, and and that's very unfair to say. I know, but in the grand scheme of it all, this card, this this card for Bellator on paper was better. Was was actually like the original card was actually better than than the UFC card, simply because of two fights on that card. But now you look at the UFC card and, and you look at it top to bottom, and this is a stacked card. This is a really stacked card. This is a this is a card that that you don't. This is one of those cards you don't see. You, you rarely see, you know, from from the UFC, especially the stadium shows. I mean, this is a stacked card. This is probably of all the stadium shows that Bellator. I mean, I'm sorry that that the UFC has put on the the show with the with JoJo and with. Jelena Jajerovic and and Laterno and the Holly Holm Ronda Rousey card, which was in Australia, and that the one in Toronto with with um, with George Saint Pierre. Those two cards were probably the two best stadium cards. Now you're looking at this card. And this is probably this goes right along with those two cards to me, you know, in terms of their stadium show cards. This is the, this is a really deep card. This, this is a card you don't. This is a card you haven't really seen. I don't think you'll ever see a card like this again, especially a stadium card, unless you get a guy like Conor McGregor on the card, get a guy like like Mighty Mouse on the card. I mean. Or somebody that's box office. I mean, he's got some box office guys. And then you also have the fact the fact that you have BJ Penn coming back and the fact that you have some other fighters coming back to to fight on this card, to fight in the UFC again, this makes this makes this many this makes this card very much more interesting than than in the past. So I mean, just just excited to see what. I mean, I'm really excited to see what's going to happen in the next few months. And next few months, next few weeks, because this this is this is just a great, great, great. This is a great card. I mean, I I, I don't know what else to say about it other than other than it's a great card. I mean, and we're like I said, we're looking at this. I'm looking at this card, and I'm and I'm 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 excited to see this card. I mean, we can look forward to the next couple of weeks, next couple of months. And I, I'm gonna say this, and and a lot of people may not may not understand, may not really understand what's gonna happen, but 
UFC 201, that's in Atlanta. That's the folks who are in the car. I mean, and we're looking at, I mean, we're looking at at a card that Robbie Lawler, Tyron Woodley is, is going to be on. I mean, if that happens, I mean, and hopefully it does happen because that would be that would be a great that would be a great fight to see, man. Especially in Atlanta. I mean, you really need that. But before that, I mean, you got the Fox card on July twenty third. I mean, before before that fight, I mean, Holly Holmes back on that fight. I mean. Okay, this is a pay per view quality card too. I mean, like, we're look. I mean, we're looking, we're looking into the future here, from ninety nine to two hundred to two hundred one. In between that time, I mean, you have the fight night with Tony Ferguson and Kiesa, which is a good card. But, I mean, you got so many fighters returning in in July, July alone, where UFC two hundred one happening, um, happens on July thirtieth, and. The week before that, you have you have Holm and Shevchenko. Let me tell you. Let me tell you about this. You have this card is a pay per view quality card. You could not put two pay per views. You could not put two cards, two pay per view quality cards, on the same month. You you just don't do that. I mean, with the returning fighters that are coming back, Felice Herrick is coming back from injury. Um. Luis Enrique is coming back from injury. Ronald Flair is, is coming back. Alexander Yakolev coming back and fighting again. George Sullivan is fighting. Alex Oliveira, I mean, Edson Barbosa coming off coming off of a big win he had over um <laughs> over over a guy like over a guy who's now lost three straight win three straight and Anthony Pettis who's going back to the drawing board, you know. He's fighting Gilbert Melendez. Gilbert is com- Melendez is coming back from from a drug suspension. Go over to I mean light heavy. I mean your headliner is Holly Holm and Valentina Shevchenko. We all know what Shevchenko can do. She's got heavy hands. She she got heavy hands, heavy kicks. Not afraid to fight anybody. Just not. And then you look at the head. You look at the co-main event. Glover to Glover and 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 and. Anthony Johnson. I mean, this is a pay-per-view quality card, and then you have then you have other other fights on this card that's not even on the main card. Eddie Wilder and Frankie Sane, Tony Martin. I mean, it, this is getting that much better. And then the Sioux Falls card that's July the thirteenth, which is the Fox Sports, which is the Fox FS1 card. I mean, I mean, Tony Ferguson, Michael Chiesa is on his card. Tim Boach, Josh Salmon, and this this is some of the some of the fights that have been announced for this card. This is this is a great card. Then we go down to 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 two hundred. The T-Mobile Arena, you know, is going to open. Is going to have, going to have some big. I mean, some big time fights on this card within within five days of the two, of the two hundred card. I mean, I mean, 
I, I'm, I'm I'm looking at this card as well. I mean, in every card from here on out. I mean, let, let's just. I mean, I, I'm gonna go. I mean, let's just. This is hard as what to see. This is just absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. I mean, of the cards that 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 are about to happen in, in from from this from this night. To May 29th for the Fox card, the FS1 card. This is the FS1 card. Sunday night FS1 card, May 29th. You have some of the best fighters, the best fights in this freaking. I mean, it's it's so freaking amazing. Amazeballs of the fighters that that you could have, that you're going to have on this card. I mean, Thomas Almeida, Cody, I mean, Cody, Cody Gilbert. This is, this has, I mean, this is a pay-per-view quality card as well. Hanan Barral is coming up. He's, he's moving up the featherweight. He's going to fight Jeremy Stevens. <laughs> Little Heaven, Jeremy Stevens. Terrence Saffening on this card. He's going to fight Rich Story. Chris Camozzi is going to fight Vito Miranda. Masvidal and Larkin, that's going to be just an explosive fight. Josh Berkman, Paul Felder, another explosive fight. I mean, then you have the preliminary cards. Sarah McMahon, Jessica I. How, ama- how amazing do you see this? Abel Trujillo is going to fight. He's going to fight somebody to be named. Uh, we don't, I don't know who he's going to fight as of yet. Jake Collier is going to fight Alberto Yuta. And the thing I the thing I like about this card is that um, Alberto Yuta is is a guy who is who is coming in. Um, this is actually his his debut fight. So um, in the UFC, I mean, I think he's fought a couple times a couple times in the past. Um, but you know that, that's where that goes. Eric Koch is on this on this card. He's going to fight Shane Campbell, Brian Caraway. Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Mr. Mr. Tate is gonna fight uh, Alamein Sterling. I mean, this is just a great. This is just a card, like top to bottom cards that are just amazing, amazing. And now we got some breaking news right now. I'm watching, um, watching the German Bundesliga, the last last uh, matchup, round thirty four, the last last match of the season. All of, all the matches uh, start at the same time, so most of the matches are are ending or are going to end. Um, Stuttgart has been relegated. Um, they'll be the second team going down with Hanover ninety six. Um, Eintracht Frankfurt and Werder Bremen. Bremen uh, wins wins that game one nothing and. Uh, they are now they're now clear. Uh, Bremen tops all the way up to thirteenth, <laughs> so they go from from sixteenth all the way to thirteenth, just on goal difference. Um, Eintracht Frankfurt is going into the into the relegation playoff, and Nico Kovac is is uh, is getting his team together, getting them circled around him. That's right now. I'm actually watching this live. And he's just telling them, hey, you got two matches. You got two matches to keep yourself up. 
you know. So that means that, you know, he's sucking his team up. I mean, he's excited. The Vertebraman crowd is excited. I mean, just just a big-time matchup. I mean, a big-time matchup. And Line Track Frankfurt, I think they, they have the squad to stay up. Um, Robert Lewandowski has won the uh, the cannon for the year, uh, which is the the top goal scorer in, in the Bundesliga. He actually scored twenty. He actually scored goal number thirty. He was a first. He's the first uh, Bundesliga player um, to score thirty goals in the season since nineteen seventy seven, and also he's the first foreign player to score 30 goals in a season in, in a Bundesliga season, which is only 34 matches. So, you know, that that just tells you the type of player that, that Robert Lewandowski is. I mean, the rich is only going to get richer. Um, rich is only going to get richer at, at Bayern Munich. They bring in uh, Borussia Dortmund defender and also a former, also a Bayern a Bayern youth youth uh, product back in excuse me in Max Hummels, um, which is exciting. And then they also bring in the Benfica midfielder uh, Renato Sanchez, who was a target was a target for Man United, target for Lazio, target for for pretty much all the big clubs in all in all of Europe, all the big European clubs. He's coming. He's going to Bayern Munich. So <laughs> Bayern Munich. Is- Bolstering up their squad for for the Champions League next year. Um, I mean, just very very exciting exciting to see. And tomorrow is also round thirty eight in in Spain, which is something which is something special as well. You know, we're looking at we're looking at if. Uh, We're looking at, at a possible matchup with, um, you know, Real, Barca, Atletico. I mean, we all know that Bar- that Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid are going to play in the Champions League final again for the third year, in three years. And also looking at, um, also looking at Barcelona, who could win another another league champion, another league title. I mean, there's so much that can go on right now in in this in in this few few ninety minutes tomorrow, the next two hours tomorrow. I mean, all matches start off at the same time in Spain as well. Um, so, got so many, so many big time matchups in the all over Europe. Um, so, I mean, just excited. Just very, very excited to see what's going to happen. But we're going to take a quick station break. We'll be right back. We'll come back and talk and talk some more sports. Y'all stay tuned. Yeah, I feel you're someone that's not only concerned with what's happening right now, but with your legacy as well. Um, what is the legacy to you? I changed the world and I have fun 
all got dreams. I keep them rolling cause we all got dreams. Hey, I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Right? I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Yeah, I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got yeah. The way I see it, it's only me and my team Motivated by pictures of places I've never been It's gonna leave the city and search for some better things My fam and a couple dollars, that's all that's left in my jeans Ain't accepted by nothing, we gunning by any means Wide awake on the surface, inside I'm living this dream Of going city to city with stories of what I've seen Lost in the translation, the mind of a human being I'm riding on life's pavement and trying to find what it means Fighting for something stronger than bottles of Jimmy Bean Study the moves of legends from Bob Marley to Queens, but drawing my inspiration from Rage Against the Machine. Sword as a motivation and fueling my self-esteem. Could have been stationary instead on stations I scheme. Brought myself on a road to becoming something I've seen. It's just the sound of a gentleman getting after his dreams. Run it. <laughs> uh, Run it. Booth right now. Yeah. Run it. Run it. See, you're going to have to turn that loud down. <laughs> uh. Uh. What? Gentlemen getting after his dreams. Run it. Got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Boy, I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Yeah, I keep it rolling cause we all got. I keep it rolling cause we all got. Let's take it back to 09. Walking for Arizona's cause none of us have rides. Simple minus some stoners, we got nothing but time. Now don't it sound bad? I'm talking back when Cuddy was the soundtrack. Pursuit of happiness playing, just let it breathe. I'm kicking back with my people, I swear it's all that I need. Endless vibe on a planet of simply being at ease. Started searching for freedom and ended up in the trees. I tell you, there's nothing hardly that's replicating a feel. Party until the AM with rhythm turning the wheels. The trials of adolescence, they hella sacred for real. From the way that I'm feeling, it's like I'm living them still. We born to carry the mission, carrying on tradition. Introduce them what's missing, and young minds that are lifted. I throw myself on the road of living by higher means. This just the sound of me getting after my dreams. Run it. Keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Yo, 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 yo. Keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Check it out. Hey. Uh. So my mama, I'ma be a potter before a leader. Let me explain. I'ma use these two hands to create my dreams.
Welcome back to the Press Box and the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine. Thanks for being a part of the show. Uh, just a little melody of songs there. A couple fight songs in there. The USC fight song. Um, little Rolling Stones. Um, Rolling Stones there. And, and uh, yeah, before I get out of here, I want to I want to touch on a subject that that's kind of I, I really wasn't going to even entertain the whole LeBron James thing, but um, <laughs> I, I think I have to. I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be a sports guy if I didn't. So I, I'm gonna say it like this. First NBA Finals appearance. One championship, so that means he's one for one. Okay, so Steph Curry, let, let's do the math here. Steph Curry has one Finals appearance. He has one Finals win. That means he has one Finals ring. Okay, let's see here. Your first year, you went to the NBA Finals. You got swept. So that means that's zero for one. See, the next season you went, you lost in six. So, that makes you zero for two. Um, The third time you went, you had to actually go play for somebody else. And let's see, you lost that one in six. So, that makes you over three. Okay. Then you went back to back. So, that's one. One, two, okay, so that's one, two, three, that that's two, two and three, okay, so, the, uh, okay, so you go head to head with this guy in the NBA Finals, they kick your butt in six games, so, let's do the math here. Let's do the math here. You've gone to six NBA Finals in your 12 years. You've only got two rings to show for it. You have four MVP titles. Let's look at this. Four MVP titles. This guy has now two MVPs. He's won 73 games. The most you've ever won in a season is 64. You can't lead a team by yourself. You have to have a surrounding cast. This guy put his team on his shoulders. His first game back out and scored 38 points. Whereas... Your power forward and your point guard, as well as your shooting guard, has carried you through eight games. And then you have the nerve to say that it's about being the most valuable player. I'm going to tell you something about LeBron James. I'm going to tell you something about Steph Curry. 
Steph Curry is going one for one in, in the NBA championships. One NBA Finals appearance, one championship. It could keep having to go to Miami to play with D Wade, who's probably the best player in the world at that point, along with Chris Bosch, to go to win to win you at least two championships, if I'm not mistaken. So before you go and run your trap about what Steph Curry's done, take a look at what you've done over your career. And then that tells you a lot about what you've done over your career. You're you're like you're the painting you're the, like I said before, and I'll say it again. LeBron James is the NBA's equivalent to Peyton Manning. He's a great regular season player, but he sucks. He sucks when it when it when it matters the most. Just because you're undefeated, I mean, Tyrus, I'm sorry, but I've got to say this. Just because you're undefeated in the first round don't mean nothing. Okay? What you've done at the end of the season tells a lot about you. If it wasn't for Ray Allen making a shot in game six of NBA final, you wouldn't even have you wouldn't even have that. If it wasn't for Chris Bosch and and Dwayne Wade taking over in that first series in that first series that you got your championship in, you wouldn't even be you wouldn't even have those rings. So before you decide to open your mouth about things that you don't have any that you don't have any business talking about, shut up. Then just be quiet. I mean, this guy's had a great year. The guys around him have had great years because of because of the year he's had. You look at Draymond Green, you look at Clay Thompson, you look at Fresh Zazila, you look at a guy like you look at the role players they have on that team. On on that Golden State team. And then look at your own team. Your own team, your your team is carrying you. You're not carrying the team. You might make some big shots here and there. You might you might be the leading scorer of that game. But you didn't carry that team. It's guys like Kevin Love. It's guys like Kyrie Irving. It's guys like like J.R. Smith, Matthew Deladova, Tristan Thompson. I mean, so on and so forth. You weren't MVP this year because you weren't the most valuable player in your team. You got guys like Kyrie Irving, and you got guys like Kyrie. You got guys like like J.R. who stepped up. When when they needed to step up the when you needed to step up the most, and because you won eight games, and because you won, you gone through a week. I don't usually curse on myself, but <laughs> you go through a weak ass Eastern Conference, and now you're gonna you're gonna face a team you're gonna face a team who's played in seven games. And you're talking about, oh, the Heat would be a would be a great option to play against us. This might be all well and true, but Toronto, they ain't no slashes either. And because of you saying that, I hope Toronto wins tomorrow night. I hope, I hope Miami wins tomorrow night. 
I don't care who plays you as long as you lose in the East Final. Because this is where you usually start running out of gas anyway. I mean, let's just be real. Let's just be honest about this. This is why you run out of gas. I mean, LeBron, if you play half as well in the postseason as you do in the regular season, maybe then, just maybe, you might get a ring that you earned on your own leading a team that wasn't put together by you. I mean, maybe, just maybe, if you actually shut up and stop trying to play GM as well as being a ball player, then maybe, just maybe, Cleveland may get over that hump. They might get a championship. You may be the guy to bring them a championship. I highly doubt it because your bitch is your bitch is deep. Let's not let's not let's not discount the bench that that Cleveland has. But your bench is nowhere near the bench that Golden State has, or the type of team that OKC is. Let's just let's just put this in terms. That that I want I want everybody to understand. I I am so impressed by what Westbrook and Durant have done in this postseason. You're looking at two teams with deep benches that are playing in the West Final. You're looking at a team with a Fairly decent bench. And then other teams that have fairly decent benches but have been disintegrated through injury. Now, when when you look at it, when you look at it from this standpoint, and I want people to understand this. Cleveland is only as good as what Tyree or Kevin Love do. I'm leaving LeBron out of this equation because Le- LeBron is just, he's just what he is. He's a quote-unquote leader, but he's a quote-unquote leader of the band. But he wants to be Let me, let me put it in, in terms of, let me put it in music terms. The only guy I know that's been that's been fired from two platinum selling bands, boy bands, platinum selling groups, is a guy like Mark Nelson, who was the original, who's a part of the original Boys and Men, part of the original as yet. Both of them got fired because your ego got too big. You got fired because your ego got too big. This is what LeBron, LeBron James reminds me a lot of Mark Nelson. He wants to be an undisputed leader of the team. He wants to be on the team. But leaders, if you can't lead yourself. Do you know what I'm saying here? 
You can't lead a bunch of leaders if you can't lead yourself. Cause you look at that, you look at that Cleveland team. You got you got four leaders on that. J.R. Smith, five. I mean, if you I mean if you count Matthew Deladova who does stuff, who does the dirty work that people don't like. I like him. Cause he's a, he's a, he's he's the he's the lunch he's the lunch he's a bunch bucket carrier for everybody. You want to bring some lunch. I got. I know I got a couple minutes left, but let me let me get my point out. Matthew Deladova, J.R. Smith, Kevin Love, and Kyrie Irving. Those are four leaders on your team. And then you have LeBron, who's the face. He, he, LeBron James, he's, <laughs> he's the face of the franchise. He's the, he's the CEO. But he ain't the backbone because you're looking at four leaders that are the backbone. I mean, you're looking at the trustees of the board. You're looking at guys who have the talent. And you're just the guy on the coach strings. Because you have world-class talent. You have talent, too, but not like these guys. You're versatile. You're athletic. But the things that you say makes you look real stupid. That's all I'm going to say about that. I'm done with that. Before I get here, I want to give a special thanks again to my man T-Rex. Check him out. Um, Check him out, King Underground Media. Uh, check us out, kingundergroundmedia.com. Uh, check out um, Should have a new blog up this week. Uh, I know I haven't been writing much. Um, so thanks to my parents, uh, everybody around me. Audrey Gunther, thank you so much. For, thank you so much for your contributions to the show. And so congratulations again on the graduation. Connor Cassidy, keep your head up, bro. Uh, and for everybody else. Y'all have a good weekend. Y'all go support your college teams, and and let's go tailgating. Yeah, man. Hey, yo, T, I think uh, I think we can keep this one slow. Make it easy to ride to. Yeah. You know, sometimes I look around and I think like, maybe I am out here on my own. Yeah. Gotta find something. You can't me. Oh, I can't? You can't me, no. But I can try, right? <laughs> yeah. But what then? You know, that ain't so bad. Yeah, I told a girl I love her, you stand on your own But you ain't gotta deal with these cameras alone From the beginning, see, I learned how to manage my own Became the boy and then I turned to a man on my own The lone wolf for the pack, moving through hella crap Down to earth, so it's only natural I hold you down Now you the one I picture when I roam around And the summer I'm falling for you is going down Yeah 
staying stuck in this season of mine And I've been shining to the point that my reason is blind Think I'm the one, now that's just something I'm reaching to find Out of control, but yo, that shit that I still been denying Yeah, the light's down, but we staying up And looking back where I started, my only way is up Waited a world, but I lived it before the weight is up And still myself the one and only that I came to trust Now that's some crazy luck Yeah Let it rock But you want some soul shit Yeah And she just keeps saying Oh nah You know what, maybe you right But what you gonna do Yeah. Yeah. I never really thought realistic Cause when it comes to my vision, man, only I can see it Said only I can reach it And I'm just praying by the time that I'm gone I'll be hearing spirits so you can hear this Yeah, well these rappers stuck on the same product Tell them forget it, ain't hard to tell that they ain't got it Simple and plain, I'ma leave this world with my name on it Knowing it's easy to hate the plane when you ain't on it Riding, whipping through the horizon, my time and it's something better than it's ever been. They call me Wolfie from how I'm plying on hella biz. Hip hop's alive and I'm here to show you the evidence. Back to the wall where I started back in the day. I was pushing maximum effort and pulling minimum weight. Trying to show the autos around me that I can stand on my own. Now I swear I'm afraid of nothing. I'm screaming that through the phone. While I'm busy pulling my fam up an animal, how I ran up the standards of how we live it. It's funny they pull the camera. The picture how I'ma get it when years I've been in my zone. And you just how I started by killing this on my own. My word is my bond. And I'm just out on my own.